Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Coffee with me, Hannah, your host. It's been a while since we've had a podcast episode, but after a lot of requests for a series on the Enneagram, we are going to do a New Hope series on the Enneagram and talk to different members um, and attenders here at New Hope that identify as the different Enneagram numbers. So if you haven't heard of the Enneagram, um, it's just a tool, a personality test that um, you can use to better understand yourself um, and how God has made you and better understand the people around you. Um, so unlike a lot of other personality tests, the Enneagram tells you more about your motivations and why you do what you do and not necessarily um, the what about you. Um, there are nine different numbers on the Enneagram, so we will have nine different episodes that go into each of those numbers um, and will help you uh, kind of just hear what those numbers are like and what those people who identify as those numbers are like. Um, we'll also uh, have a resource that posts some tools you can use or resources you can find if you want to find out what your Enneagram number is or find out more about the Enneagram in general. So. We are excited for you to learn more about people at New Hope, um, learn more about how um, the Lord has just made all of us in his image a little differently, um, kind of what makes us tick and what makes us um, function. So uh, I'm excited for y'all to hear that and just learn more about the Enneagram. really excited to get to sit down with you guys in kind of a formal way and hear about um, the Enneagram. Uh, for those of you that don't know, we get to do, Jake and I get to do life group with Clinton and Hillary Ellis. And so they're going to be talking to us about what it means to be an Enneagram one um, and just what that means for them and how that impacts their lives. Um, but first off, could you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, what you do, kind of um, how you've got to where you are today? My name is Hillary, and um, we have been married for just over 10 years, coming up yeah. on 11. We have four kids. Um, they range from nine to one in age, and I stay home and homeschool them. And um, we currently live somewhat in the country. We have a little acreage that we're having fun working on. Um, prior to this, uh, Clinton was in the military, so we moved around quite a bit, and so we're just back in Iowa. Yeah. Hey, this is uh, Clinton. Um, Hillary kind of talked through most of our background already. Um, prior to joining the service, uh, I actually grew up in, in Germany. My parents were missionaries. Yeah. So uh, kind of continued the tradition of moving moving all over the place <laughs> for for a lot of the last 30 years um, and I think Hillary's kind of in a similar boat with with her childhood so we, we both have uh, spent most of our most of our time moving all over the place yep how long have y'all been at New Hope um just over three years I think it was three years in February yeah awesome yep. um so Tell us a little bit about how you each discovered or encountered the Enneagram um, and when that happened. I think we both discovered it from Hannah Sanders <laughs> at Life Crew. Um, I might have seen a few things on Facebook mm -hmm. prior to that, but I had never looked into the quiz. Yeah. And then I think, didn't we 
take the quiz kind of as a small group. Yeah. 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 So that's where we both um, experienced it for the first time. Yeah. So I think we started, um, like, the ladies talked about it when we had a ladies' night. But then um, we went through, like, an abbreviated version of a book uh, as a life group, just about um, each number and each type and and learning about each other through that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fun thing is that you guys are both the same number and you're married, which mm-hmm. is, I think, super rare. I don't know anybody else that <laughs> lives in that world, which is super awesome. Um, so how would you guys describe or define um, an Enneagram 1? Um, I've seen it uh, written as a moral perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And I think I would agree with that. Um, I've also seen it referred to as the reformer, Mm -hmm. which I also think I would agree with that. So um, ultimately, you're kind of the perfectionism can kind of seep into other areas of life, but it's it has a lot to do with your moral beliefs. Yeah. And that kind of helps guide you, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty accurate. Um. I guess it maybe add to that that um, you kind of see the the world through a framework of right and wrong, mm. and mm-hmm. it can it can easily tend to become legalistic. Yeah, I think one of the things that I found most interesting in talking to people about the Enneagram is you can read the definitions or the descriptions, but hearing people describe um, their experience and why mm-hmm. um, they identify as a number at least it's helped me understand the different numbers and understand myself too. So it's cool to hear not only like what they've been defined as, but also um, Mm -hmm. how you guys would define those. So what parts of that do you identify with the most or how do you see that play out in your life? Well, I think it's funny because after we took it, I think I texted our small group ladies and I was kind of bummed that I was a (laughs) one because you read it and when you read the description, you kind of see all your negative qualities Yeah, and you're like, oh yes, I do do that, you know, and it's kind of like, wow, I really am a one. But um, I see myself, like Clinton said, I see the world very black and white, Mm -hmm. like this is right, this is wrong, and even things that are kind of gray to some people, it might be like, a difficult issue for mm-hmm. me it's like well it's just it's right even though it's, it's hard, one you know? way or the other way yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and um yeah so that's definitely how I am even after I took the quiz and I told my parents about my type they were like oh yeah and it made them think <laughs> even back when I was like in kindergarten yeah. and how I interacted with other kids and things so um yeah but other than that like even um just seeing uh, room for change like in the mm-hmm. world I think that's why I agree with the definition of the reformer also because mm-hmm. you're not only saying right and wrong but you're also seeing room for improvement right like in society or in your personal life or situation you kind of always want to see what's wrong improved you know right yeah and so I definitely also see that in myself and I think that that can come across as being like nitpicky or Mm. controlling in some relationships Mm -hmm. but really you want to just make what's wrong right you know yeah I think one thing that I've seen in you just from getting to know you too is that gives you the ability to think of -of out-of-the-box ways to bring change because Mm -hmm. you see a need for it yeah that other people maybe don't even notice Mm -hmm. um yeah that's cool Mm -hmm. what about you Clinton 
Um, I think that it it's important to kind of frame frame this as tendencies. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I, I identify with a lot of the same things that that Hillary was just describing. You know, like just really focused on wanting what you believe is right because it's right, mm-hmm. and just really like that's kind of like what it is, right? Like that's the, really the core principle there is you really strongly believe something is true or correct or right. And because of that, that's like, that becomes your focus mm. and that shapes how you, how you think and act. Um, but like, like she said, I think that even though we're both ones, I think that our experiences are a little bit different. And I think mm. in some areas we, we are on different ends of the spectrum of maybe yeah. what it means to be a one in certain areas. Maybe she has more, more growth or more weaknesses and in other areas, you know, I have more growth or more weaknesses. So yeah, it's definitely an interesting dynamic. So that is a great segue to my next question. Um, but how has the Enneagram as a tool um, impacted your relationship? So we'll start like your marriage. How is that? Was it eye opening when you, when we first talked about it or? I don't think there was really any surprises there for us. Yeah. Um, I think it's been something that I mean, it's a conversation starter for sure, mm-hmm. um, both just internally with us at home and in general, like with small group and, yeah. and outside of that. So from that aspect, I think really just a starting point for for communication is yeah. how I would say it's been the most impactful. Yeah, um, I think it was most helpful to see those things in myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it really changed how I viewed what he was doing or saying, or thinking, or feeling, or whatever, but it changed the way I saw how I was reacting to the situation. Oh, yeah. And then when you know we're both ones, and we're both reacting, and, you know, you know, with that same motivation, then it kind of is eye-opening in that way, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think it probably has actually been more impactful with interacting with our children as opposed to with each other that was my next question was how has it interact or how has it impacted um your parenting yeah i mean i think we both when we realized okay we're both ones we both tend to be um a little bit hard on Mm. our kids and so just seeing that written out on paper and then Mm. also realizing that our kids don't have a a buffer from a one parent because they have two of them. Right. Yeah. So I think it's made us both very much aware of the things we say, how we say them. Um, I saw something the other day that it was like, you know, ones can want, um, what was it? Obedience, Mm. but they settle for compliance. And I see that with my kids. Like, well, I just want you to, to do what I'm saying. Right. Our deep, motivation is to have obedient children but when you're impatient or Mm. whatever it may be when you're at your low point then you just settle for well just comply to whatever I'm saying you know and it can come across as harsh and uncaring so yeah I think it's affected our attitudes towards how we handle situations like that yeah yeah there's just the the tendency for the kids to end up with the bad cop bad cop sometimes when you have the, the same personalities that, you know, have the same struggles with the same things. So it's, I think yeah. it's definitely made us more more aware of that and, and we put more conscious effort into taking a step back and, like, thinking, hey, you know, we need to 
have more of a positive impact and not just focus on the this is what's wrong yeah yeah mm-hmm. do you find that you're more unified in any way because you both understand each other's tendencies that way or do you think that it was like that before I, yeah i think that can play in both directions i mean knowing the similarities is helpful um sometimes it plays out in the opposite direction where we get frustrated with each other for doing the same thing that that we would do yeah yeah and then it's like well you know i'm frustrated that i see this but also i can't really say anything because i would be doing the exact same thing right so there's some there's some interactions that happen like that as well i will say though as far as marriage goes and having both being the enneagram one it is great if you have the same moral foundation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. like we have the Bible that we base our, you know, moral decisions off of. And the fact that we both agree. Yeah. It makes decisions in our family and life like super easy. Yeah. You don't have to convince each other no. of what you think because you're yeah. both standing on the same ground. Right. Yeah. yeah. So That's how did that look like early in your relationship or your marriage? Was that um, before kids, I guess, is what I'm thinking of. Um, how did that play out? I think it's been going the whole time. I mean, um, you know, like a lot of people will say like marriage is so hard and like mm-hmm. we would hear people say like, well, we've argued about this or that. Yeah. And then after taking the Enneagram, I think it was, we were kind of like, oh, maybe that's why we didn't yeah. argue as much or have the friction early on that other people did. And yeah. it was just kind of because we were very similar in those yeah. ways. Yeah, and, and a lot of those things we really talk through as well. Like especially when you talk about big life decisions that yeah. that can cause a lot of friction. I mean, we were on the same page with children and mm-hmm. how we wanted to raise them, and a, lo- a lot of those things. Where if you aren't on the same page, it can it can be really rough. So yeah, yeah, I think that that's definitely a blessing that's been for the most part fairly fairly easy for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How has this impacted your walk with God individually? Has it helped you um, grow in your faith at all or maybe understand how you relate to God? I think as we've read through scripture this past year, just um, now that I know kind of my leanings, I see myself as I read of other characters in the Bible Mm. and I can relate better to them you know um sometimes i joke like if i was on earth when jesus was i might have been a pharisee Mm. you know yeah just thinking through those things and kind of like really doing some soul searching like would i have been so set on these religious ways that i would have missed the messiah or you know things like that i can better relate to characters or I shouldn't call them characters people yeah written about in the bible yeah I hadn't thought about it that way but that there's a lot of opportunity for understanding scripture better in Mm -hmm. that way like looking at it from a different viewpoint than just the point that it's written from yeah yeah and you know like I've even wrestled with the idea like recently of David Mm. Because he's so not a one, you know, <laughs> like he did everything wrong. And so like as a one who reads that in scripture, it's like, you know, God Come calls on. him the man after God's own heart. And there's part of me that like still struggles with that. I'm yeah. like, 
God, why is he, mm. after he's done all the things yeah, wrong? Literally all the things. Like, why is he the man after your own heart? And like, so yeah, I think when you know kind of what you lean, what you're bent towards, mm-hmm. like, then you you really think through those things. Like, well, just because black and white is natural to me mm-hmm. doesn't, I mean, clearly based off of David's life, <laughs> that's yeah. not how God operates. Yeah. It's cool, too, to see you can kind of see your blind spots when you know your tendencies, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's cool to see that you're you're seeing that in scripture and mm-hmm. learning from that. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Clinton? Um, I think that it's it's been helpful more so in interacting with others and mm-hmm. kind of just just thinking about that more proactively. I mean, I'm familiar with other types of personality tests yeah. and stuff like that so yeah. it's not like the concept was new but applying that in more of a b- biblical sense isn't something that i'd ever seen before yeah so yeah really just kind of tying back you know how people tick to how god created them mm-hmm. and how he has different purposes for different people and uh, how those relationships can kind of feed together and supplement each other and you can go in both directions right you can go in the negative path or the positive path right. and in overcoming the weaknesses that are inherent with some of the different traits. So I think that's been helpful just in um, building relationships and and just thinking about it, honestly. Yeah. Not even super deep, just really (laughs) superficially, like, actually taking the time to think through those things as opposed to just never even having it cross your mind. Yeah. Um, How do you think the Enneagram, again, is a tool? Like The Enneagram's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the Bible. (laughs) But how have you seen that um, either help you or help others find and follow Jesus? So I think our small group is really the setting that I would would talk about that. So Mm -hmm. I think that, again, it was a great tool for us to start conversations. Yeah. And I think that it really spurred our small group to dig a little deeper. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And, and I think that it's not something that overnight there was monumental change, mm-hmm. but it's something that, you know, spurred on a next step that spurred on a next step. And yeah. I think that there's been a lot of growth over the last, whatever it's been, a year, year and a yeah. half since we did that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, even people in the small group, as we are discussing things, once you know their personality type or Enneagram type, yeah, um, you can kind of... I don't know, like read between the lines then mm-hmm. because they're saying one thing and then you apply that also to what you know about their strengths and weaknesses and mm-hmm. you can kind of see a fuller picture of where they're coming from or where their faith is and it helps you to relate to each other on a little bit deeper, I think, like you're saying too. Yeah. Yeah, I think it really also helps helps a group come together because you, there's an element of being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like you can do it really superficially, but if you really want to get the benefit out of it, mm-hmm then the, the group needs to be vulnerable about it and really, yeah. you know, we, we went through and talked about, yeah, this is me, this is this is my struggles, this is my strengths. Mm-hmm. And that really just, mm-hmm. you know, helps helps the group grow together as well. So I think both of those aspects were beneficial from, from that as a tool. Yeah. I think it's been cool, too, to see how different people go to others for advice mm-hmm. depending on what type of help they need. So... Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the right answer is here. I've just seen people go to you, Hillary, for that. Or um, if you need help with something, you go to somebody who's a two or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. So 
it's been cool to see people grow closer in that way too. Yeah. So at New Hope, our values are love, grow, and go. So loving others, growing in your faith, or going and serving. Um, which one of those or combination of those do you think the Lord has you in right now? I was looking to see if he would have an answer first. I, <laughs> I would say we're in the love. Um, yeah. I mean, um, I think that there's personal growth in the love. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, they can be combined. I mean, yeah. yeah, but moving back here, I feel like we are working on putting down roots, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's going to take time. And we're also in the middle of raising young children, which also takes time. And so I feel like we're in that um, that love stage, love and grow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think that there's, there's all kinds of people in all kinds of different stages. Mm-hmm. Obviously go is an important thing and there's a lot of people that are called to that. I don't think that either of us feel that at this point in our lives, that's, we that's just where got we're here. at. <laughs> right. That's been, been going. Like we've been going. It's time to not. Yeah. 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 That's been, that's been most of our life and it feels like we're in a different phase now where we really want to invest more in mm-hmm. people Yeah. and, and see others that are called to go yeah. be successful. I think that's one thing that I, um, has been cool to see. For those of you that don't know, Hillary is our women's ministry um, leader um, as of late. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple yeah. weeks ago. But it's been cool. Like I can see that in you, like your heart in serving in that way is out of love for the, for the women at New Hope. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's cool to see God doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. I've learned even more about both of you, but also about Enneagram Ones. Um, in the short conversation we had. So thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Friends, I hope you had so much fun hearing the wisdom and um, just amazing experience that Clinton and Hillary bring um, to the table being Enneagram Ones. I hope that um, you might have learned more either about yourself or about some people that are in your world or in your life um, and how to love them well and Um, just how to interact better knowing what we know about what it's like to be an Enneagram One. We'll see you next time when we talk about twos.